It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Montreal alligator. Let's talk about that for a second because these are things that you don't see very often. Sure. Case in point, I went to Bingaman's Gift of Lights on Saturday and it was lovely. And then I thought, I'm only 10 minutes away. I'm going to go downtown, went to the Bauer Kitchen. And the ion let off right in front of me. Obviously, King Street was right there. People everywhere enjoying yeah. the festive season. Yeah. Not one alligator in Waterloo. You region. didn't see a one. Not one cat. And then in comes Montreal, like a bunch of heroes to the alligator fans. Right there. Alligator. Just wandering the streets. Mm-hmm. So now they're... They're saying that the alligator has been reunited with its owner, and I think that's wonderful. They're saying it was a fully licensed alligator, and it was for an educational purpose. So I have to assume... <laughs> Don't worry. The alligator has a license. Where do you go to get an alligator license, <laughs> by the no way? Idea. Can you get that at City Hall? The whole thing's absurd. Continue on. This is fantastic. So the alligator has now been reunited with its owner. Right. A- apparently, it's somehow escaped the van that it was in and it's a little unsettling to know there's vans driving around with alligators in the back of them this is absolutely was a decent sized alligator is the alligator excited to see his owner like does it like kind of do a little bum wiggle like a dog would do dude where were you <laughs> i've been wandering the streets for hours looking for you i don't know cat i don't know how alligator food anywhere here i don't know how affectionate they are to be perfectly honest with you But I did have a conversation with my daughter about this because when she was younger, before she entered university, she worked for one of those places that'll come to your home and they'll they'll hold up a snake and kids can touch the snake. Oh, right. The exotic pet type of thing. That's right. right, right, right. And, And that's what she's training to do is medicine on exotic animals. So that's wonderful. She's the type of person who would be called if you lost your alligator and needed to corral it or or get it back. That's her gig. She loves that stuff. In fact, she was getting ready as soon as she saw the video. She got in the car. She was going to go to Montreal this weekend to wrestle up the alligator in case there's nobody there that knows how to do it. That's what she's trained to do. Turns out she didn't have to go. But I said to her, well, hon, how often does this happen that these wild animals just escape? She says it happens way more often than you would think. Mm -hmm. She was traveling to a party in North Bay two weeks ago and a giant python got out of its enclosure and just curled up on the seat beside her while she was driving just wandered out and sat down Jeez, it's pretty cold for an alligator to just be roaming the streets of montreal right now mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah the alligator didn't even have a sweater or a toque or a scarf it was sad and it probably wasn't prepared for a, a roam right it just saw an opening and the van was open so it just Let's see what's going on out here. Let's go check out Montreal. I've heard so much about it. Like, if you can drink young here and you can party, we're St. Catherine Street. I want to go. Let's have a good time. No, wasn't prepared for the weather. And it's probably a good thing that they got it as quickly as they did. It likely slid under the car because the underside of the car was likely warm. Right. The alligator appreciated that. So good on the alligator. I mean, it did everything right. Yep. Except for walk out of the van in the first place. That was the only alley mistake here, if you will. Gotta check their locks on that van. How did I'm it sure unlock they are. the car? I don't know. This could have gone terribly wrong, too. Like, this is all fun and lighthearted. This could have gone really, really yeah, wrong. Absolutely. Real quick. If an alligator gets out of your van, do you pretend like you never had an alligator to begin with? 
or do you go running after the alligator? Because I might be tempted to be like, uh-oh, whose alligator is that? Mine would never get out of here. Somebody's in some trouble here. <laughs> Letting your gator go. Whip out your gator. <laughs> you know what usually happens. Poor thing. Luckily, yeah. happy ending. Well, as happy as it can be. I mean, an alligator escaped and was wandering the streets of Montreal. If you want to see the video of that, you can go to scottandcat.ca right now. It's it's pretty wild. Sorry, I was late for what's trending. Yeah, what, what happened to you? You had a situation in the bathroom. <laughs> and then I went, wait, I don't want to hear it. But it's not like that, you say. Okay, so we have a fully automated bathroom here. The door is open automatically, which is great because I hate touching a bathroom door. Mm -hmm. And we have the automatic soap dispensers and automatic sinks. It's quite a step up. The pro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it that way. When we went here, we were like, wow, really? They have these? This flushes? <laughs> so, with the automated soap dispenser, I find that it's not enough soap that it dispenses in one shot. So I put soap on both hands. So I stuck my hand under the magic thingy. Pew. Soap. Then I put my left hand under. Soap. Then I went to turn on the water. For whatever reason, the motion detector would not recognize my hands <laughs> sitting there waiting for water. So I'm in quite the predicament now where I've got two hands full of soap and no water to wash you it off You tried another sink? I tried them all. There's five sinks and none of the motion detectors were working. And I'm like waving my hand underneath it like I'm trying to bring an airplane into dock and I was like throwing knees into it. I was ready to climb underneath it and fix it. I didn't know what to do. What do you do in that scenario? I've had that happen to me before too and so I start to play like mind games with it like okay well I'm going to pretend to come back out of the stall and, and walk towards the sink again and now you're going to work because it's a redo. We're doing this all over again. Let's see now if you'll work. So I thought well, maybe if I just rub my hands together, I can, like, generate enough friction that the soap will just go away. And that didn't work. It just made them sticky. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> well, what else was I going to do? There was no water. I wasn't going to go outside and stick my hands in the snow to wash it off. You it's didn't consider out. for, like, a millisecond? Do I just rinse it in the toilet? Do you really think I'm sticking no, my hands in the toilet? I don't even like touching the door in the bathroom, let alone sticking my hands in a toilet. So what did you end up doing? Well, after a lot of persistence and going from sink to sink to sink, at one point I had my right hand in one sink and my left hand in the other, and I was waving them both, <laughs> and it must have looked like, I'm pretty sure I've seen a stripper oh do that move. God. <laughs> in any case, I eventually got the water to come on, albeit very briefly, it shut right off okay. again. There was enough water on my hands that I could at least lather it up. And then I moved down two more sinks, left and right going, and finally got enough water. But Good. for whatever reason, I think it needs an adjustment or I have invisible hands. Maybe that's it. Maybe you've got a cloak of invisibility on your hand. That was a problem that had never occurred to me before. Yeah. Maybe I should start turning the water on before I put the soap in my hands. <laughs> To make sure. Just to be sure. I don't know. The it, bottom line is you did wash your hands, and I'm happy to hear that. They are so clean. Like, I rubbed that soap in aggressively good. today. Good. They're a little sticky still. Oh, they smell good, though. It's Scott and Kat live from the Stone Road Mall State True Studios at Sports World Crossing in Kitchener. 
You going to be staying in a hotel at all over the holidays, or are you staying in your new house? I'm staying at home over uh, the holidays. I think I'm going to have a hotel visit, at least a one overnight. Okay. And I'm usually pretty cautious about things in a hotel room. I go in there assuming everything is dirty. Everything has got germs on it, things that people have touched. I mm-hmm. just, they're gross in a lot of cases. And I think some are worse than others. Some hotel chains do better than others at keeping the rooms clean. So a doctor at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health wondered, well, what's the dirtiest thing in a hotel room? Like, what are you really running the risk of catching something? Here we go. Do we want to know? Do we want to know? All right, I want to know. I will tell you that when it comes to germs and bacteria, items like the TV remote, bad. The coffee maker, bad. Mm -hmm. Hair dryer, light switches, even door handles, all bad. But those aren't the worst. There is one item in particular that is worse than all others. Is it an obvious item or something that we might not even think about? One of the first things you see when you walk into that room. The bed? It's not the bed. Mm. But people might do stuff on this. Oh, it's the couch. It's the chair in the corner. They say chairs are often made of hard-to-clean fabric and upholstery and are definitely not cleaned like the sheets and pillows. Often stains on chairs are dabbed and rubbed. Other germs are not noticeable to the eye. Are there. Yeah, I believe it. They also point out that people throw all sorts of things onto the chairs, like their dirty clothes, their shoes and bags, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. means that fabric is picking up all sorts of bacteria and germs that don't usually get cleaned in between guests. Ah, so why try not to touch anything in a hotel room? I but tra- you know people do stuff on that chair. Of course they do. That is the grossest thing. The whole room. You don't know where anyone's done anything in that whole hotel whole hotel room and it doesn't matter how fancy you go you could go to a random motel that looks a little dirty and you could go to a high class the rich car i'm telling you it's all has dirty things in it is it weird and strange that i've traveled with lysol wipes before for that reason because it kind of freaks me out especially the remote or the telephone that i'll need to touch or what have you that's funny because i do the exact same thing i just have trust issues when it comes to cleaning and i'm okay with it and i understand not everything can be perfect it's not like they can scrub that place we complain about not being able to get into that hotel room as quick as we'd like to they like to hurry up and clean and they do the best job they can but you know they're missing some spots, right? So where I got into trouble, but I also think this demonstrates my commitment to no germs. I was traveling. I took Lysol wipes with me. They wouldn't let me take them through security at the airport. So when I landed, rather than go and pick up a 12-pack, which is what I typically do when I land at my various destinations, I went right to a CVS and purchased myself some new Lysol wipes and had to leave the rest of them behind. But hopefully the person who checked in after me was able to enjoy those as well. I just put them in the desk and wipe up, everybody. Wipe up. It's happening. What's happening? We all know that companies have to get creative nowadays to not only attract employees, but to retain them. And good on some of these companies that are getting super creative. And we have some of them right here in Waterloo Region that are offering... Uh, staggered work hours to offset commutes. They're offering staggered work hours, for example, for those with families to make it coincide around the school day so they don't need daycare. 
some companies are allowing you to take naps midday. <laughs> That's so messed up. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, some companies will offer you the ability to work from home in certain cases. Here's a brand new one. The company is called the Audit Lab. They say, in an effort to attract millennials and make the position they're offering more enticing to them, mm -hmm. they are now officially offering hangover days. No. Yep. Do you have like so many a year that you can cash in? Is it like a sick day where it's like, oh, you have six hangover days? Here's what the quote is. It's about honesty. It's about people being able to not lie to their managers. We wanted to offer something to younger millennials who typically go out midweek. The staff has not abused the perk. She said if people used it two or three times a week and missed important client meetings, then we'd have to rethink it. But everyone has been very respectful of the policy so far. Well, if it works for that company, then it works for that company. Hey, there's people who have either called in sick or made up some stupid excuse because they were hungover. Or there's people who have trudged into the office just feeling like a dog hung to the gills absolutely and just faked Where their way through the whole day i don't even know how i got here maybe even still drunk when they got to work sure this alleviates the problem it's kind of a weird conversation to have with the boss though right hey boss killed a 40 last night I'm no not, i'm not gonna be able to make it's it not a call you know it's a text message text message yeah at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> maybe a picture attached maybe not there's the deal. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm turning my alarm off running out. And I can't come in. And I'm going to make up for it on another occasion. I work twice as hard the next day. I promise. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do for you guys. Loyal Beat Breakfast listeners. I'm going to get this story up right now at scottandcat.ca. And if you would like to sort of low-key slide this story into your boss's inbox sure, today. Sure, very you go subtly. Right ahead. This is a good way to start the conversation at your workplace. Just, hey, I don't know if you heard, but there's a company that's now offering hangover days. That's incredible. I mean, I don't know, man. I've just worked through it before. You've worked with me through one. Yeah. I've worked with you through one. One. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like this morning. One, roughly <laughs> one, to, one to 17 <laughs> or 70, something along those lines. I wonder if they would ever mandate that. The government would just come out and say, yeah, you know what? From now on, you get six sick days and three hangover days. Because if there was a government that was going to do it, it's the current government that's going to sure. do it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> as long as you drink a VQA wine or That's an right. Ontario craft oh, beer. It'll help the economy. You know, the pubs will be just rim and jam. Local breweries. Great promo for happy hour in Ontario. I love this idea. Can we talk about ducks? Uh, sure. We don't talk about ducks no, enough. I, no, this is a... Uh, sure, yeah. I wasn't expecting to talk about ducks. I'm, I'm all in. Let's do this. Fun and delicious. Oh, not delicious. I disagree sorry. with you. I disagree with you on that, though, completely. It's not good. You don't like duck? No. Really? Ugh. No foie gras? No. Nope. Really? No. Nope. Okay. Hard pass. All right. Wow, I learned something new today. Wasn't good. A Maine man has a lonesome duck, but the duck now has date. See, he posted an ad on a local bulletin board 
And somebody snapped a picture of the ad and put it on Facebook for him. His name is Chris Morris. He says his duck, whom he calls Yellow Duck, has been showing (laughs) signs of loneliness ever since her mate, which was another duck, was killed by a bobcat a couple of weeks ago. So Morris crafted up a personals style ad complete with a picture of Yellow Duck to help her find a new companion. This is a duck-seeking duck ad. Wow. Looking for a duck, the flyer reads. The bottom of the flyer says serious replies only. The flyer was spotted at a local co-op store where someone, like I said, posted that to Facebook. Right. And then it came to the attention of Sadie Green. She's the owner of Mountain Foot Farm nearby. She has several male ducks on her farm. So they're now arranging for Yellow Duck to hook up with one of Green's male ducks this weekend to see if we can create a Christmas duck relationship. Do they want the ducks to have sex? Are they searching for sex or just companionship? You know, Kat, that's a personal question that I'm not sure that we should ask. I'm sorry. I just, it seems like there's a little bit of, um, there might be a little bit more going on here. At this point, it's a duck looking for a duck. Right. Before Christmas. Looking for a duck. Just looking to have some duck in good times. But beyond that, I don't know what happens. I mean, in theory, when you get together for a a duck yeah. hookup, yeah. then anything could happen. Anything could happen. But this is a blind date, duck date. It is a blind right? duck date. It's a, so who knows? And and blind dates are not usually that great. So I really hope the best for these ducks. I really hope they do genuinely like each other and get along. And then they do it and make little ducklings. Okay, but I have a feeling that there is potential here. If for no other reason. But when's the last time you saw an unattractive duck? They're all good-looking in this species. Chances are this lonely duck is going to like the male duck that it gets introduced to, and boom. Okay. As uh, you said, a duck in good time. It's a duck in good time. They're going to duck all night. Just Quite possible. duck things. That's what they'll do. So, good luck to them, because that warms my little... my little Your little duck in heart. Thank you. And so nervous doing this bit. I... <laughs> It's early enough. (laughs) We won't give out CRTC phone number, but continue on. I think when one duck leads to another, especially over the holidays, that's beautiful. It's beautiful. Just a duck on duck good time. It's duck and beautiful. Absolutely. You know what I'm predicting this weekend? Duck, 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 That's what I think is going to go down this weekend. I want to say more. I do too. You know what sounds like duck? God, it's killing me. Them and their little duck. Little duck. So from time to time, we get stories about different companies that have different policies. And sometimes I really like them. For example, not that long ago, the company that's encouraging people to work from home. The companies that are really, really hoping that people will use hangover days and not come into work drunk. That was a very popular one we talked about last week. A lot of people love that suggestion. The four-day work week is great. Yep, I'm all for that. Here's a different kind of story. And it just got posted to Reddit. 
they have a bathroom policy at their work. So you're not supposed to be on your phone when you work for this particular company. At all. So there's a risk that when you restrict employees from using their phone, which I think is probably a fairly short-sighted policy, but there's a risk that when they take bathroom breaks, they don't really have to go to the bathroom. It's just a little bit of quiet time that they can jump on their phone. And the company's thinking, no, no phones at work. We're going to make sure. So they just posted a sign on the bathroom at work. I'm going to read you the sign verbatim. And then I want your instant reaction. Okay. In the bathroom for more than 10 minutes, question mark, a smell check will be completed to ensure. Shut up. Employee not sitting on phone. Shut up. If it doesn't stink, employee's name will be reported to office. Dude. What is this fun, delightful place? <laughs> Where can I find this office you of mean dreams this that em- dreams are made of? Employment paradise. Tell me everybody there is making $200,000 a year minimum. Tell me that that's the reason why they need to make sure they do a check to make sure you actually took a crap and weren't on your phone. What place of employment is this? I don't have the name of the company. Do you know what they do? Anything about them? I'm dying to know what makes you so important. Is it Area 51? Because if it's Area 51, (laughs) I get it. You know what I mean? No phones. Can't go in anywhere with a phone. That I get. If it's anything other than Area 51 or the Oval Office, they're ridiculous. Cat. Their turnover rate must be stupid. Even Trump tweets on the toilet. Honest to God. That would never happen at the White House. You're right. It's that is the most ridiculous thing. I got to think that the people who work here are terrified of their their employer because they posted a picture of it. Didn't name the employer. Obviously, the employer is a real hard ass because they're doing a smell check. And by the way, whose job is it to do the smell check? Like, oh, Scott's been gone for more than 10 minutes. Somebody get in there and see if he stunk up the bathroom. Let's find out if he was in, on his phone or actually taking a poop. Imagine a place like that. It would get so bad. Would that fall under HR or would that be the receptionist <laughs> or how does that work? This this is against a lot of rules. This is against so many rules that if this is legit, because I'm saying, yeah, there's a chance that this is just a joke, right? That someone put this up as a joke. Of course, there's a chance, right? Possibility. But if it's not. I hope they get found out and realize they can't do that. And by the way, a break is a break. Aren't we allowed to do anything we want on that break? Well, a bathroom break isn't an assigned break. If you want to take a break, by all means, do whatever you do on your break. But if you're just going to the bathroom, you're expected to come right back. Kind of like in school. But you used to do a couple laps around before you went back to Nobody your classroom. Nobody went right, yeah. Nobody oh, went right back to the classroom. Everyone went to go check who else is out or called them out to the classroom. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Miss, miss, I need to see uh, Tommy for go. a minute. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> Sit down, Scott. I wonder if that could be the next big career. It'd be like a subsidiary of HR, but you are like a, super tuned nose that a can poop checker. Yeah, you're the smell checker, and you could get re- recruited on LinkedIn, Dude. and you would be the hired gun to oh. come in and find out who's using their phone when they're supposed to be having a poop. Mike, that'd be great. It's not right. I talk about a great gig, honey. My day today was wild. <laughs> I caught like three different people in the bathroom that weren't taking a poop. They were on their phones. A, it was a good, successful day. <laughs> Do you get bonuses for the more people you catch? Oh. That's great. I got a strange text message, and it's from a buddy of mine. 
and I know that he's on vacation right now. Am I crazy or does it seem like there's a lot of people in Mexico? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. And I feel like a lot of those people are taking last minuteers. you know, like, nah, screw it. I'm out of here. Oh, I paid 600 bucks for a week all inclusive. Good for you. Good deal. So he is in Mexico right now and he just texted me a picture to show his view. Hey, heard it's cold there. And it's a picture of the beach. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's, I get it. Yeah, you, you j- want to hey, rub thanks, it in. Yeah, you jerk face. And then he sent me another one. It's just his wife in a bikini. She looks good. She's a beautiful woman. What am I supposed to do with that? That's a great. Did you ask what you're supposed to be doing with that? No, because I don't want to seem rude. Is it rude if I ask him, why would you send me a picture of your wife in a bikini? No, wait. Because you'll automatically see his wife in a bikini. Is she doing something in the in the photo, though, that maybe he's actually trying to send you? Like, oh, look at this sandcastle we made. But all you're seeing is the wife in a bikini? Or is this actually just the wife in a bikini? I had considered that. And I thought, maybe I'm missing something here. So you did some hard looking at that photo, I'm Studied sure. Studied it up and down. Right, right, right. No, I don't see any reason that he sent me this picture other than... His wife looks hot in a bikini. Is he bragging? Is he yeah, trying maybe. to showcase her like he'd rather me take her off his hands? Or like, what is he doing? Why is he sending me that picture? <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I don't know either. I don't I don't know. I mean, the best thing to do is probably just message him and say, hey, did you mean to send this to me? Right? Or does that make it weird? Does that make it weird? I think it that? makes it kind of weird. I mean, maybe he thought he was being funny or, or maybe he had some other point that I'm missing here but is it rude if I write back and ask why would you send this to me or should I just leave it alone and not reply I mean I'd I probably shouldn't save it should I I should no, probably just delete that no picture. okay into the photo gallery your, I go well I'm trying to think what your girl would think if she saw the people were <laughs> texting you photos like that yeah, it's uh, it's awkward. It's, and not, it's not like, like the you girl sent it to me. He and, sent it to me. And you didn't ask for it either. No. So I didn't not... even think about him this morning. Well, he's on vacation and it's like 28 degrees right now. He is dead to me until he gets back and look, freezing right. his butt off like the rest of us. No oh, well, sympathy for you people that are on vacation right I know. Now. You're, you guys suck. Well, because I'm not directly involved in this, I say you reply to him and see what happens. Just say, hmm. why would you send me this? Isn't that a little confrontational? Yeah, that's why I want you or to Or should do I it. just change the subject? Maybe I just write it back and say, hey, uh, Powell and uh, Gasol got injured last night. Just pretend like it didn't happen. Take a picture right there to show them your view. Any interest in a Peloton bike for Christmas? No. You don't want one, do you? Why? why? You've probably done a spin class or two in your day. I do. I enjoy it. I like that the bike is in the gym and not in my house. Yeah, but what's wrong with that? When you're done your workout, you don't have to go outside all sweaty and wet hair and everything. It's you can okay. just I like go it as a group too, because I think if I was trying to spin on my own, I wouldn't do as well as when I do it with a group. There's something about that atmosphere I really actually like, and it kicks my butt. They seem pretty expensive. I did price them out because I thought this is interesting, and you yeah. have to pay a monthly subscription to join the virtual spin classes. Right. I'm glad though that they've already got accessories. I mean the O seat. That they're now marketing? I can't believe Now, that's something you should do in the privacy of your own home and not bring with you to class. Oh, I brought my own seat. Really? Why? Oh, no yes. Seat. This workout is so good. Let's do it again. Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's a vibrating seat, everybody. It's a vibrating seat.
the O seat is what they call it, and it is <laughs> it is being marketed as a great stocking stuffer. You might not finish your workout, but you'll finish. <laughs> It's available on the Cam Soda website if you want it. It's 837. We'll be back in just a sec. You should take the rest of that to the podcast. Think back to when you were a kid and tell me what you wanted to be when you grew up. I wanted to be an actress. Did you? That came up a lot. Yeah. There's a new survey. They asked 2,000 people to find out what they wanted to do when they were a kid when they got older versus what they're doing now. And it's amazing how few people are doing their dream job. Some of the top ones included being a doctor. Males and females both picked that equally. Although for guys specifically, they wanted to be a professional athlete. Right. Girls, you wanted to be teachers. Mm. About 22%. Mm -hmm. Other grown-up jobs included veterinarian. Musician mm-hmm. and movie star. When I was young, that's what all the girls would, a lot of my girlfriends would say was they wanted to be veterinarians. And we had no idea at the time, like what, how much schooling is involved. It's right? a In lot, being by a veterinarian. And some people would throw out like a marine biologist because they just thought about how cool that would be. To and work with they, whales and dolphins. And then they saw how much it would be to be in school for that. And we all went, oh, oh God, no. Okay, no. <laughs> That, that's a no. Was there a turning point in your life or an age when you realized, no, nah, I'm probably not going to be an actress. I don't think this is going to work out. Oh, yeah. I'm sure somewhere along the lines. Like, I mean, I was really young when I wanted to be an actress. I, when I would put on plays for my family and stuff like that, right? With my brothers and sisters and cousins and stuff. So I don't know. It's probably uh, somewhere around grade eight or so, I'd say maybe. That was very early because on average, we realize around 15 that that's just not going to mm-hmm. work. And that's when we typically go on to our first job. In case you're wondering, the average first job for most people was in the food service industry. That's when you take your Mick job. And second was working in retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that covers the vast majority of people. There's others who did other things, but yeah, retail and food are number one and number two. Doctor's a good one. That's the one that men and women agreed on. I never had the inclination to be a doctor. I wanted to be a lawyer, and I still might. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they always say there's still time to do all those things that you always wanted to do if it's something that you do still want to do. Because that's the thing is when we as we age and we grow up, we learn a lot about ourselves, right? And that's the thing is... There is time to change to your dream job. And we had no shortage of surveys done by the various employment companies come out this year that said more and more people are considering a career change in 2020 than ever before. Mm -hmm. So, Kat, I'm here to tell you, you can still be that actress. I can do it. (laughs) I'm, I'm not a great actress. I've done a couple of little things before where I had to do some acting. I don't think I'm that good. I just don't think I'm good enough. Okay, but what if the role was radio DJ who does a lot of commercials for sex shops in America? (laughs) (laughs) I'd nail that. (laughs) Nail it! Let's talk about your pet for a second. Your dog specifically. You let your dog sleep in the bed with you? Uh, Not anymore, but he used to, yep. 
Weird, because dogs, even though they're smaller than us, take up more room than us. And oh, I don't know how they do it. So much room. And they need to rest their head right on your face. Or, or on the pillow. Or, or my, their butt. My dog, it's like he looked at me and thought, yeah, you're onto something there. So he puts his head on the pillow like a person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird. So weird. 66% let their dog sleep in bed with them. You ever bought your dog a Christmas present? Every year I buy my dog a Christmas present. He gets a stocking. 70%. Buy a Christmas present for their dog. Is that too high or is it too low? Too low. Every dog, every animal deserves a little something on Christmas. It's Way Christmas. too high. Only 54% include the pet in their shopping for the holidays. Really? You seem so sad. It does make me sad, man. It does make me sad. Okay, this is a tough one for some people. Do you let your dog lick you on the face? My dog has licked me on the face before. I don't willingly go up to him and go, give me a kiss. But he does this thing. I actually taught him to kiss just with his nose. So he touches his nose to my nose. So there's no licking involved. 50%. Half let their dog lick him on the face. Mm -hmm. I think dogs love it. They seem to love it. My dog, I don't know. Maybe I just taste great or something. But the dog is all about it. If I get home and he is like close to my face, the tongue's coming out. And you're okay with it? You just let him, like, go hog wild all over your face? No, or? he usually gets one in before I'm like, okay, you're good. You're you're done. We're shutting her down right here. Because they lick their balls, you know. I do know that. I don't have that luxury. So is it a luxury? I don't know what, what I would else I would call that. <laughs> Was that a weird thing to say? They don't do it for the same reasons that humans probably would. No. Can you imagine how badly we would abuse that <laughs> it privilege? Would be horrible. <laughs> it would be Never horrible. get anything done. No. Celebrate your dog's birthday with like a party every year. So I don't necessarily do a party, but I do a dog burger. So what I do is I go out and I buy a different burger from a different establishment every single year and he gets an entire meal. And we know that we're all going to pay for it the next day, but it's worth it because it's his birthday. Do you take him through the drive through or just bring it home for him? I have taken him through the drive through. Some days I take it home for him. It all depends. You ever think the dog wonders, how do I get to that drive through like if she's not home? Because yeah. I could just cruise out and grab something. Uh, he probably is trying to figure that out as we speak. 44% celebrate their dog's birthday. You ever cook something specifically for him? I have. I have cooked for him before when he was when he's sick. Anytime that something seems like wrong with his tummy or he's not eating his food, I will cook a meal for him. Yeah, 37% have cooked a meal specifically for the dog. Dress him up. Oh, yeah. Clothing. You know. Has he got an ugly Christmas sweater? No, I have a Christmas hat. He freaking hates it, but I have a Christmas hat thing that has an elastic. Again, he hates it, but I I managed to get it on him for like two seconds on Christmas. Just long enough for the picture. Just long enough. 32% have dressed their pet up in clothing. Bring him to work with you? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too. I love it. We've never tested that policy here because we're still new, but maybe over the holidays. Maybe we could. When there's not a lot of people here. I don't see why not. They could play together. It'd be great. 16% have taken their dog to work with them. I find that number really low because it seems like more and more, particularly as more and more regular dogs somehow get crowned emotional support dogs, are coming into the office. And I've got no problem with it. It's hard to believe 10% of pet owners have never done any of those seven things. Why do you even have a dog then? 
I know. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like my dog's part of my family. So they do as many things as I can. I know you can't take your dog with you everywhere. And you can't do everything for your dog. And sometimes you have to do different things. But they're part of the family, no? When you think about dogs now versus dogs even 20 years ago, it's a good time to be a dog. They're doing a lot more people things. And it seems like the dogs are all about it. I'm sure mine would drive if I would let them. Here's the keys. Take me home. Yep. (laughs) Great DD, wouldn't it? Can you imagine if the dogs could drive us home? I would abuse that every single day. (laughs) There'd just be dogs waiting outside of pubs. (laughs) Just all in cars, just waiting. Yeah, I know. Half price wings tonight at St. Louis. All right, I'll wait outside. Yours getting smashed too? Yep. Half price (laughs) bottle of wine night? Yep. Woof, woof. (laughs) You hear stories like this, and it makes you wonder... A Michigan couple that had been together since they were teenagers and just last month celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary. Died 20 minutes apart. No. They were married in 1949 after being introduced by a mutual friend. They went to prom together as their first date. So they were in hospice care because they were very elderly. Apparently, they took their last breaths while lying side by side on Saturday. No. Yep. It's like the notebook. It's very much like the notebook. The kids say they did everything together and they didn't stop with death. I think they knew each other was passing and they were eternally together. We think it was beautiful. The kids say it was incredibly romantic how it happened. And that's got to be tough, right? You're in a hospice. Your parents are there lying in the bed. But I believe it was Frida that went first. And as soon as she was gone, you could see his eyebrows sink. And then 20 minutes later, he died. That is like something a movie's made of. That's beautiful. Isn't it? I love this story. I mean, I hate this story because nobody wants to hear of anybody dying. But you got to know. If you're with someone for that long in your life, I have no doubt most people would say, I don't want to live without that person. So the fact that they went together around the same time, it's pretty sweet. Well, when you think about it, one had to have been waiting for the other. What are the odds that two people get to that stage in their life, the final hours or days of their life, Mm -hmm. and have any control over when they go? So one must have really been hanging on for the other because didn't want the other one to be alone. And then, boom, 20 minutes, both of them gone. In fact, they did a joint obituary. It's beautiful, too. Like, if if you want to read it, it's pretty Uh. amazing. I just posted it at scottandcat.ca. That's cat with a K. Like I said, really, really touching story. Touching's a good word for it. (laughs) No, I can't even do the traffic. (laughs) (laughs) 